Hello, hello. Good evening, sir. How are you? I'm splendid. To be, it's good to be back. Oh, yeah. This is a podcast. <laughs> yes. How, how are you, John? I'm good. Maybe we should, you know, acknowledge the fact that you know, other people are going to be listening to this, I guess. I guess. Hey, other people. This is the, <laughs> this is the us show. <laughs> this is the Vinny and John show. How are you all? Good to have you on the, the me and you show. Yeah. And others. You know, it's funny when I said, how are you all? I literally left a pause for someone else to respond. <laughs> Just in case we have a live studio audience. Just in case live studio audience. Hey, maybe one day. <laughs> we have no idea. We have no idea what's going to happen from this. But I tell you this, it is good to be back. It's good to be recording again. We had a little bit of a hiatus. And y'all will find out why uh, yeah. shortly. But I just wanted to say uh, it's good to be here. And uh, I'm going to do something a little different. Uh, if y'all wanted to contact us, I would like you to connect with us at the Vinny and John Show at zohomail.com. Normally, I do yes. this at the end of the show, but I'd like to do it at the beginning just for those who, you know, don't have the uh, uh, stamina, <laughs> the patience, the fortitude <laughs> to listen all the way through. We still yes. love you. We forgive yes. you for not listening to the whole thing. But we no. would like to hear from you. So please message us at Zoho at the Vinny and John Show at Zoho Mail dot com. Yes. Find us on Facebook at the Vinny and John Show. You can message Vincent Montano or myself, Jonathan Lamson. We would love to hear questions, comments, concerns, ideas, sure. complaints, anything. No. Not complaints. Not oh not complaints. We don't want to hear it. You got Keep those to yourselves. Shove it right <laughs> in the mailbox to Timbuktu, <laughs> not us. <laughs> That's, that's what we think about that. Uh, yes. <clears throat> anywho, um, so for those of you that do not know, uh, my brother Vinny just went to Africa, literally, to Kenya. To now, uh, we're we're talking about Africa is a continent, and then you zoom in to yeah. the country of Kenya. Yeah, Kenya is not a state. It is a country. It, it's its entire own thing, right? Yeah. yeah, it's a huge country. It, it's not huge by Africa standards, but it is a. It's. It, it took us six hours to get from a place in the same area of the country to another place in the same area of the country. It's big. Mm -hmm. So when we think about where we're at. Uh, or, well, where I'm at in the Northern California area. If I was to want to go to Los Angeles, let's say I, I decide I want to go to Disneyland after lockdowns and I start driving, mm -hmm. it's going to take me a good seven hours yeah. to get down there. Yeah. And so, and that's so from one end of California to the other end of California, seven hours. And how long did it take once you guys got to the airport in Nairobi? Mm -hmm. How long did it take you to get to where you were going? About six and a half hours. Mm. Kenya is bigger than California. It's between the size of Texas and California. So it is, it is no small country. 
Mm. Yeah. So if you sandwich California and Texas together, that might be the size. We're not doing mathematical, you know, calculations here, it's, but it's in between it's, the size. It's, yeah. It's big. It's, it's a big. big. Yeah. Uh, so you went. We go Africa and then Kenya and then he lands in Nairobi and then goes to the county of uh, Kisi. Kisi. Right? Kisi. Yeah. And uh, then from Kisi to a town called what? Ogembo. Ogembo. So the town of Ogembo. And what is in Ogembo, sir? What is just outside of Ogembo is the Pure Religion Children Home. That's where I went. And the Pure Religion Children's Home is a place that did not exist a couple years ago, at least in that form. Mm -hmm. uh, what happened? What ha happened was... So, uh, Pastor Dennis and his wife, Lydia, mm -hmm. they, um, a few years back, they got saved. Uh, Pastor Dennis grew up in an Islamic family. Both of his parents were Islamic. And the Lord just hit him, changed his life. And as, as soon as he came to know Jesus as his personal savior, his heart changed. And his heart changed toward the AIDS orphans that were in his area. So he decided to establish with his wife and his brother and his family and his mother and father, the Pure Religion Children Home. This Orphanage, if you want to call it that, is not what you think of as an orphanage. It's it's his home. It's his home. Uh, there's a couple of houses on the property. It's a quarter acre. They have over 30 orphans that they have taken mm -hmm. in. They will not reject any orphans. They have gone into the bush. They have found these kids, most of which, like I said, are AIDS orphans. Their parents have passed away due to the AIDS epidemic. And there's over 40 people, if you include his family and his staff and his two kids. So 40 people living in two or three huts in the middle of nowhere on a quarter acre. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it, it, it was. It was the middle of nowhere, wasn't it? Like the middle of nowhere. This was outside of, of what you would call a city. Yeah, Kesey's a city, about 100,000 people. It, it was wild. Let me just say that. I'll get into the details of what the city was like. But and then Ogembo is is it's a village, but it's like spread out. So it, it goes and goes and goes and goes. And the area that we were in was the outskirts of the village of Ogembo. And there's houses and farms everywhere, but it's just it's just expansive. I can't even describe it. It's a jungle. It's in the jungle regions, in the mountain regions. Of, uh, of Western Kenya, not too far from Lake Victoria. Um, but yeah, it's remote. It's remote. Yeah. And I remember you saying about the, uh, the area that while there was many farms and while there was many uh, uh, places where people lived and there was places you could go to purchase some basic things, how they really didn't have jobs there. No. People worked to survive. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. As we were driving through the village, Dennis was, was pointing out the farms. 
And to call them farms is an exaggeration because these are subsistence farmers yeah. primarily. Mo most of the farms that we went by were no more than a couple of acres. And they're, they're growing tea, tea leaves. Um, they're growing bananas. They're growing corn, but not enough to really sell or sell much if they did sell. And the people that were selling, they were selling to other people who had nothing. They were selling to people who couldn't afford to buy much. So the prices were a lot lower and the, their, their income is still incredibly low. Like most people, like we, like we said, don't have employment. There were some construction jobs, uh, people working on the roads. I saw a team of men in the hot sun with a hammer and a chisel chiseling away at a giant boulder making gravel all day. Wow. Now, that's the kind of quote unquote jobs um, that are in that area. So most people are just farming to feed their families and that's about it. Man. Yeah. Cause I tell you, you know, you don't want to mischaracterize an entire continent or an entire nation as being one thing that would be irresponsible to the nth degree, you know, uh, at the same time, there has been a sort of um, not, not forgetfulness, but a sort of, uh, uh, what, there's a word for it. People assuming that because the country is doing better in certain parts, oh, yeah. that the entirety is doing better. And that is not true. There are still very, 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 very poor areas and there are still lots and lots and lots of people that need help. Well, let, let me tell you, I might be off by a little bit, but you could fit about three United States of Americas in the continent. So cultures, incredibly diverse. Economies, inc incredibly diverse. I'm just in Kenya alone. In, in central Nairobi, it looks like you're walking down the streets of San Francisco. Like they're doing a lot better than most of Kenya in Nairobi. Yeah. Uh, about 60% yeah. of the city is in poverty. So you, you go a few miles and you see huts made out of mostly uh, sheet metal and just absolute squalor, absolute poverty. And a few mm -hmm. miles away, you have skyscrapers. You have really nice government buildings, the nicest shopping malls that I have ever seen. I'm from Sacramento area, like Roseville. Like I've seen some nice stuff. They have some really, really high end areas and some really, 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 really low end areas. Like b below what I've like even imagined seeing in America. So to paint the entire continent, like you said, in one light, just because some areas are doing great and other areas are doing terrible. It's yeah, it doesn't do a service to anyone. Yeah. And there is a dismissiveness. That's, I think that's the word I'm looking for. It, it, a dismissiveness by a lot of people, especially in the United States, mm -hmm. because everybody remembers the push to help uh, Africa in the 80s. At least if you have a long enough memory, people remember, like myself, growing up, seeing the commercials mm -hmm. and seeing the, the 
organizations and seeing the fundraisers and seeing this big push to help the people that were suffering there because of things like the AIDS epidemic, which decimated huge parts of, of Africa because of the lack of basic medical care that they have there. And a side effect of that is a lot, a lot, a lot of children who do not have parents mm -hmm. and not only do not have parents, but a lot of children who are themselves really ill yeah. and, and need help. And so uh, a few years ago, I want to say about two years ago now, uh, Pastor Dennis Mena contacted me through a mutual friend on Facebook. And at the time I had been praying, Lord, help me because I had stumbled across this word. And this word that I stumbled across was an ancient word from the Bible called splachnisomai, splachnisomai. And it is, uh, if, for those uh, Bible geeks out there, Strong's G4697, splachnisomai. <laughs> Not many will get But uh, it means to be moved with compassion mm. uh, very, very deeply. To, to feel compassion in one's bowels, in one's gut. Uh, because back then, they literally thought that your bowels is where love and compassion and pity came from. See, today we talk about have a heart. Back there, it was, you know, have a gut, right? Like it was, you, you, they thought that's where it came from. And so it's literally to feel compassion in the deepest parts of yourself. And you see this word 12 times in the Bible, and you see it most often when Jesus sees someone and has compassion on mm. them and he is moved with compassion yeah. to do something compassionate because of the way that he was moved. Right. And I was praying, Lord, help me to have that. Help, help me to, to be kind to someone like you were kind to someone. Help me to do something for, for the Lord that is this compassionate. And then Dennis Mena contacted me and I was like, wow, okay. Uh, I don't believe in coincidence. So I start talking to the guy and we, he kind of gives me an overall impression of what he and his family and the children are going through. And I was like, yes, absolutely. I want to help because this is like exactly what I was praying for, dude. Like, yes, I would love to. And so over the past couple of years, uh, the Lord helped us put a name on it, Pure Religion Children's Home. And it sounds like an official organization. It's not really. This is suspended. Yeah. The name is, a, is, is so that us here can look at, at what they have going and have a better understanding of what it is that is happening right. there. Because what it is, is a man who loves Jesus and his family who loves Jesus doing something with their life by helping these kids that is selfless they're they're, they're this is so they don't have to do this yeah they don't have to take care of these kids they're not, they are moving yeah they're not just doing something with their lives they're giving their whole lives to these kids everything like they exist to watch over these kids to teach them about the lord to feed them both spiritually and in the natural, like that is what they do all day. And it's, it's why they wake up in the morning. That's all they are. Like imagine living so completely for the service of someone 
to whom you don't owe a thing and just pouring out everything because all you owe is love. Yeah. The only debt that you owe is love. To love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. To love your neighbor as yourself. Who is your neighbor according to the Bible? Anyone near you that is in need. Yeah. With And not just need, not to be driven by the need, but someone who is hurt, hurting, dying, starving, in, in, the, in the throes of, of a terrible tragedy. And when you read about this in the, in the Bible, you see a Samaritan, you mm-hmm. see a man who is beaten near to death, and he cares for him, and he tends to his wounds, and he takes him to an inn, lets him ride on his donkey, and takes him to an inn, and pays for the man to stay there for multiple days, and then pays more. He says, I'll pay the rest when I come back if this doesn't cover it. Yeah. Like, that's, that's what it means. And so here you see this man and his two kids and his wife, and his immediate family and friends, whom have suffered on behalf of the Lord and in service to these kids. Why? Because they are moved by the Spirit of the Lord. They are moved by compassion Mm -hmm. to help these kids to survive, to know God, to to have a life, which is something that they do have before and can i can i add that i i learned this from dennis that most of these kids if they were not there they would either be employed in child labor or sexual trip sex trafficking sex slavery those are the two options for the boys child labor for the girls sex slavery he's not just feeding them he's keeping them safe from a world of evil and yeah, it just like I, people said you, you you're gonna go there and you're gonna see a kid that you're gonna want to bring home and adopt, and those people are wrong. I, I wanted to bring home all of them yeah. because just to to think of what they would have would have gone through, even though their life is so hard, what they would have gone through if, if it wasn't for the compassion and the love of Dennis and Lydia. Like, man. We think we have it. Yeah. We think we have it rough. It, we we don't know nothing, man. No. You know a little bit. You know a little bit now. I've seen a little bit. Go- I don't know anything. I still don't know anything. Man. I've seen. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so so you went over there, and uh, okay, all right. So let me finish the story before I get ahead of myself. Yeah. Okay. So so I get connected with Brother Dennis. And I'm helping out as much as I can. But this weird thing is happening. I'm starting to feel like I'm being pulled on and drawn on. And I was like, Lord, what's going on? And the Lord told me, you cannot be God to them. And you cannot be the source for them. I am the source. I am their God. You cannot be. He said, you are my servant. And you need to pray that that I move. That you need to pray that that more people will serve me by helping them. That more people will be moved, like you were moved, yeah. to help them. Because I am the source, and I am God. 
And so I was like, yes, Lord. So I was like praying. And I told Dennis this. I told Dennis, I says, man, let's start praying that more people's hearts would be moved for you. Let's start praying that more people's hearts would be opened to you, to what you're doing, and that more people would be splachnitzomide on your behalf. That, that the Lord would move on the hearts of people, on more and more people, because many hands make light work, and then they can joyfully give, and no one will be drawn on to the point of exhaustion, and nobody will be drawn on to the point of a feeling bad or squeezed to do something. Instead, each and every person that gives will do so from a place of, of joy and a, and a place of serving the Lord. And it will be a, a wonderful thing that happens all the way around. And I said, if, if a thousand people gave 20 bucks, if 10,000 people gave 20 bucks, like, like, like yeah. we don't understand the, the amount of money that we have in this country. We are so spoiled. We are so spoiled. People will spend $5 every day on a freaking Starbucks. And if they, if, if they just want it, just five bucks to them is a meal for yeah. all of them. Yeah. Like we really, like for all of them, 20 bucks buys enough rice to feed them for a few days. Yeah. Like guys, like, like we, we really don't know nothing. And so I was like, okay, Lord, yes. And so I start praying, Lord, help, Lord, help send more, send more hands, Lord, send more hearts, open more hearts, please, Lord. And this funny thing starts happening. So I make a GoFundMe and I start showing pictures. I'm like, Dennis, start sharing your family. Start putting pictures, start sharing videos, let more people get to know you like I know you, like, because we've talked on the phone and we've chatted and we've, we've had communiques and sent messages. I was like, but other people haven't let other people see you, let other people get to know the family so that they can love you. Like I love you so that more people will be moved. And so he starts sharing videos. He starts, we make a page on Facebook your religion children's home and for those of you that don't know the scripture that we got that from is james 127 religion that god our father accepts as pure and faultless is this to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world that's james 127 and so pure religions children's home he is caring after old people, he is caring for orphans. He is living his entire life for these for these uh, uh, little ones, and yeah. so he starts doing this. And more and more people start seeing, and more and more people start reaching out and donating to the GoFundMe and asking about how they can help. And one of those was my brother Vinny. And when we were invited to go visit, Vinny's like, "I want to do that." right yeah and he did it he did it <laughs> he actually did it went over there and man did the devil fight you man oh man <laughs> how many times did 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 you have to change your flight date five 
five times he had to change his flight date. Five times. The enemy did not want him going over there. Did every not. every time I changed the date, the governments would change their rules for COVID. So passport got delayed due to COVID. Um, my next flight got delayed because of a change in their visa policy. My next flight got delayed because of a misunderstanding by me about their COVID policy regarding the timing of my COVID test. Um, freaking, look, I'm holding up my, my passport here. All these vaccines, this is just a side note. They didn't ask for my vaccines once. All they cared about was freaking COVID. All they cared about was my COVID tests. Having the right one. Oh no, having the wrong type of COVID test was the first one. And then having the right type of COVID test a few hours outside the window of when they needed me to have it. So it was fun. It was enjoyable. Oh yeah. Some of it was my error. Some of it was just stupid. Rules. But I tell you what, though, now that you you, you went there, so so yeah. he actually was able to go. Yeah. And let me tell you something. Like I was so jealous, man. Uh, I was so jealous. I'm like, I want to go next time. I am. I am going to go. I'm going to visit. It's it's the desire of my heart. But because I could. Oh uh, yes. Yes, uh, we put out a uh, thing over Facebook to people who wanted to donate. Yeah, and Vinny went over there with the maximum amount of luggage one person could get four gigantic suitcases full of stuff. Yep, Just gigantic. Thank you suitcases. so much, everyone who gave clothes and feminine products and money and John and Jen so many toys and activities and coloring books. Let me just say the kids lost it. They lost it, John. They lost it over the toys, the spinning tops, bubbles made them lose their mind. We learned how to play football. They had never seen a football in their life. It was amazing. It was so amazing. And I tell you what, when we were, when we were buying that stuff, we're walking around the dollar store, praying, Lord, please, please help us to find something that they will love, that they will enjoy. Not for our own sakes. This has nothing to do with us. Yeah. Please, Lord, let them find some joy in what we're sending. Please, God. Because Bro. all we want is for them to be happy and healthy. Bro. They were so grateful over the smallest things, even like the normal stuff that they have there, like leaves and sticks. They were making toys out of leaves and sticks before all the new toys came. Like they were showing me how they made their toys, like like a spinning leaf on a stick that you can blow, like putting sticks together and making different shapes. Like they were grateful for actual toys. <laughs> Let me just say wow. that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating at all. Like my face, I've said this a hundred times. My face was in pain. My face hurt because of how much I was smiling around these kids. 
Man. It was a disgusting amount of joy. It was obscene. I loved it. It was awesome. Do they come off as big a sweethearts as they do over the internet? Because Bigger. over video, they Bigger. just all look like sweethearts that you just want to hug and never let go. They're bigger sweethearts. Man. Uh, uh, I will say it. A couple of the boys did get into scraps, but you know, we broke them up. But um, 90% of the time, they're, they're sweethearts. And you know how kids are. You know. Mm. But, well, I mean, teenagers are supposed to you know, have conflict and learn how oh, to yeah. be people. Yeah. You know? yeah. So I'm, I'm sure they, they, they are learning yeah. with Dennis and everyone, right? With it. They're all learning. Yes. Uh, I mean, gosh. So, okay, okay. I'm gushing a little bit, everyone. Please forgive me. Uh, <laughs> so you spent how many days in Ogimbo? I think I spent six days, give or okay. take. Yeah. So, so six days with the kids. Five or six, yeah. Five or six, okay. And tell us what that was like. Big question, I know. No, it was like I said, uh when when I was just playing with the kids, I mean we, they 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 can go and go for hours. Like it was it w whether they were teaching me how to do their dances or I was teaching them how to do mine, which was epic. Hashtag American <laughs> hashtag American dancing. <laughs> uh, whether it was learning how to play with frisbees and footballs. Um and then we would sit down at night before dinner and they would ask me to tell stories, Bible stories, you know, uh, hearing them sing. They, it was constant singing. They're, they have a lot of the same songs as us, like the Sunday school songs. And then most of their songs were in Swahili. They taught me some Swahili. I am not going to say anything in Swahili because I will butcher it. <laughs> they made fun of me for how bad I was at it, but I will do better, Dennis. I promised you I'd learn some <laughs> phrases. I will do better. I will improve my Swahili. But Asante Sana for, for teaching me. What but does that mean? Thanks so much. Thank okay. you very much. Asante Yesu. Thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Juan Praise say the Lord. Jesus say Jesus again. Oh, Yesu. So I really like that a lot. Yeah. Let's see. All right, keep going. Keep going. I'm looking something up. Okay. Anyway, uh, learning from them. Uh, we would, so we would we would sit around before dinner, like I said, and do the stories and the songs and pray, and then they would bring out buckets. Buckets of rice. That was rice was in every meal. I don't care if it's breakfast, lunch, or dinner. It was in every meal. Sometimes the meal was just rice. And day two or three, we added in beans to the mix, which are, you know, they weren't like our refried beans. It was just like red beans, red beans and rice. Yeah. But, um, Kids were just so grateful for everything. And 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 I do want to say something I posted about the leaders. 
Not a single leader would eat a bite of food until every kid in the orphanage had eaten a full plate and then had a full plate of seconds. The kids were done. They were cleaning up. They were out of the picture before a single leader, Pastor Dennis, his wife, his parents, anyone would touch a plate of food. We would eat after the kids every single time. And on top of that, Miss Lydia, his wonderful wife, would serve all the kids. She would serve all the family, make sure her husband was fed, make sure I was fed, make sure I had more than enough. I had trouble saying no, and I gained <laughs> so much weight. I weighed more when I came back than I have ever weighed in my entire life. Just started getting back into the gym. Okay, she would wait till I was full and busting a freaking gut full of her delicious food. And before she sat down to eat, she made sure I finished my food and her husband finished his food and all the leaders and all the kids finished before she had a bite to eat. That's the kind of leadership that they have a pure religion. Yeah. Yeah. So you could say that anyone who donates, anyone who opens up their heart, anyone that sends funds it is being used well. Every penny that you send goes in directly into those kids' bellies. It's, yeah, no, no, zero, zero reservation or doubt or question. Yeah. 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 And I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure, like, there was a time I sent, I sent funds, mm -hmm. uh, because I wanted it was a it was Pastor Dennis's birthday, and I sent funds for him to take his wife and his two kids to dinner at a restaurant that's in the town uh, about an hour away. Mm -hmm. uh, they would even have a car come and pick him up, and he never went. And he never went, and I'm like, you know what? I bet you I know what he did. I bet you. That man took that money that he got for his birthday and he spent on the orphans. Yeah, I'm, I'm betting you he that he even he wouldn't let because how are you gonna go eat a, a dinner at some some fancy place, but then look at a hungry child and be like, no, yeah, like, I, I imagine it's impossible to look at them and be like how can i not how can i not help them you know what i mean like yeah. to have the love of jesus inside of you but to ignore what you're witnessing i can't yeah. imagine that it would be something that's possible for someone that is moved by the spirit of god to do right yeah like yeah. It, okay so tell me about their church yeah. tell me about their church <laughs> tell us about the church so their church is not a church it is but it's um in front of like right when you drive up to the orphanage or their houses there is a it's a lean-to but it's not even really a hut at all it's like a framework of sticks with corn shucks around it and they every every sunday they put tarps over it put chairs under it and that's church <laughs> that's, yeah that's it they can't they can't use it when it rains 
uh, and it rains a lot there. There's two rainy seasons. I got there at the tail end of one, so it was pretty dry. But they go out there when the weather's good, and they invite people from the village. They have a church body, and they sing songs for Jesus for a long time. Lots of Swahili songs, lots of Swahili, you know, uh, words I don't know. And then some English, they do sing some English. Everyone speaks English that has been to school. Um, the kids are learning English. But after that, they have uh, words. People speak words over each other and honor the elders. Their, uh, their bishop was there. The bishop of their local area visited. And then they have the word, which is the preaching, which I was given the honor of, uh, of leading the Holy Spirit led through me. Then everyone breaks for lunch and the orphanage feeds the entire part of the village, the entire church. The orphanage feeds not just the kids, not just the leaders, but everyone who came. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of food. We have a couple hours for lunch. We come back then it's the prayer portion and everybody comes up and we lay hands on them, and we saw one man healed. We saw a lot of kids, a lot of kids prayed for, and it was awesome. Um, and then we had people give me words, which was amazing. Holy Spirit was there. It was awesome. But yeah, church is an all-day affair there. It's not just like, oh, you go for two hours. No, we, uh -huh. we were there until the evening, from the morning to the what? evening. What was that like? It was like a revival. In Swahili. <laughs> yeah. Dennis was translating for me, so that was nice. Kind of slowed my sermon down. Yeah. Mine are usually about 20 minutes. That made it a little bit longer. Praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to talk a lot, but it was fun. It was fun. The Lord uh, led me to talk on unity. Yes. It doesn't matter where you are, what your doctrinal beliefs are, you are someone who puts your faith in the blood of Jesus, you're in the same family. I do not care yeah. what else you believe. I saw so many different churches there from Orthodox, Ethiopian Orthodox, Seventh-day Adventist, non-denominational, all kinds of churches. It's all the same. Yeah. It's all Jesus. That's all I care about. I don't, I don't like division, our petty, stupid, sniveling gossip division in the Western church sickens the hell out of me and seeing real christians i'm just going to say it they're real christians over there seeing real christians yeah. um, just inspired me to talk about unity because the body is one the body is one yeah. i don't care how far apart you are or how far apart your doctrines are we're all we're all jesus's body yeah. and the world will see uh, <laughs> that we are christians by our love to one another Yes. His, he, John 17 says he is glorified by our oneness. He gets yeah. glory when the church around the world is one. Doesn't get glory from gifts. Yeah. He doesn't get glory from you being knowledgeable about scriptures. He gets glory when your church is united in love. So that was what went down. So what you're saying is that they had church. And they didn't have uh, a worship band. No, 
the, everyone was the band. Yeah. They 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 had church and Holy Ghost showed up and they didn't have a building. No light show, no building, no no microphones, no. nothing. No. Yeah. Uh, they had church and Holy Ghost showed up and people got prayed for and they got healed and they didn't have a set structure and they didn't pass buckets and they didn't compel people no. and there wasn't, there wasn't a, a set routine. Well, we, we, it was so packed that they were getting beds from the houses to bring them out for people to sit on. He did it. Normally church is on Sunday. We had it on Thursday, Thursday morning. He would just drive by in the village when we were on our way to get something. And he would be like, Hey, you come in. We got church Thursday. Come, come. Oh, okay. Church is Thursday this week. Cool. Awesome. We'll be there. And he, he invited a few people. We didn't have enough room for everybody. It was just, people were just passionate about Jesus. No Facebook announcement. No flyers. Just, Hey, we got church Thursday instead of Sunday. We'll be there Thursday morning. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. And see, there, there's something so beautiful about that. Yeah. You know, because here we are, we're all in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic. And last year, 2020, was a hard one for a lot of people, them included. They had hardships. They did. Uh, there was a time last year where if they didn't have masks, uh, that the government was uh, going to crack down on yeah. them. And uh, they were facing hardships from that aspect. Uh, there was there was hardships there, and there was hardships here too. But the biggest one for the American church was being told, "You cannot gather at a building." Mm -hmm. That was the biggest problem for the American church is being told. We're a bunch of sissies. You America is a bunch of freaking sissies. <laughs> because we can't gather at a building and we think that means we can't have church because we can't go to this place, this holy place. And we forget the holy place is inside of us, the temple of the Holy Spirit. We forget that that the holy place is where God resides. And when two or three are gathered in my name, I am there in the midst of them. And that place becomes yeah. holy. And, and so when we're all flipping out last year about not having our buildings and our soundstage and our soundboard and the cameras and the lights and the lasers and the fog and where we can't pack a place out and pass the bucket and collect millions of dollars in tithes and we can't shoot all this stuff off and the laser lights and the and the you know the buffet lunches afterwards and the casserole slinging freaking soup and all this <laughs> stuff and we can't have all these drives and, and jump through all these hoops and have all these uh, events and, and pass all these flyers they're over there having shirts in the jungle shipping yeah. jesus laying hands on the sick and they're recovering yep. Feeding everyone, doing the gospel, 
it kind of seems like coronavirus didn't stop them. No. They have real faith. I, I know people in America, some, of course, are standing on the word, believing him. But I've said this before, and I'll say it again. In America, we have options. Their only option is Jesus. Because if he doesn't come through for them, it's starvation, it's disease, it's the end. Literally. The so end. we took Agnes, one of the one of the orphan girls, to the hospital because of an ear infection. Her ear infection was so bad that, I mean, they, they can afford money for food when people give, but they need extra, extra money on top of that in order to pay for medical supplies, which they are in short supply of. So what you're saying is that their hospitals aren't free like they are here. Like we get a bill in the mail and yeah, we have to pay this bill, but if we go to the hospital and have zero dollars in our pocket and we're dying, the hospital will save us. Yeah. But you're saying that over there they need money. Yes, they need, we needed to pay for the treatment. We needed to pay for the consultation. Yes. And we, we, we got our treatment and she's doing better. But there are still challenges. I know you posted to the prayer group. Um, Dennis told me about a lot of the infections that are going around. Lots of the kids were coughing. They're sleeping on uh, several, like eight, nine, ten kids on one floor. They need bedding. Um, they need vaccinations. They need malaria vaccinations. They they need uh, antiviral medication. Soap. They need soap. We did buy some soap when we were there, but they need money for future. Like yeah, they their bedding is the, one of the main issues. Like to be honest. I told you this space. They need more space. And um, yeah, I don't think he'll mind me sharing. He's believing God, and I'm believing God, and we're believing God. They will get a bigger facility because a quarter acre isn't going to cut it. They have a no. handful of livestock and a few root trees, not enough to feed everyone or anyone really for very long. No. So they they do have the land that they're on. Um, and they need they need to sell that, and they need to get at least two acres, is what Dennis told me. At least two acres yeah. to feed everyone, or more. More, but at least two. Yeah. yeah. And you know what else? You know what else I'm hoping for? So, so this is the part of the show. This is the part of the show where we get real, yeah. folks. This is the part of the show where we get real, because check it out. Uh, I have set up with uh, Brother Dennis. I have this uh, digital wallet set up uh, through a company called SendWave. Yes. And through SendWave, I can send money digitally. Five bucks, I could send him. A dollar, I can send him. It doesn't matter the amount. I could send it to him for free, and he'll get it instantly because he has access to it. Right, it's all digital now. It's made very easy, very very easy to send money. I have a GoFundMe set up, but I am not the only one that can do this with Dennis. More people can hook up and send money. More people can love. More people can pray. More people can send the children messages. 
more people can open their hearts to the gospel, which is what this is, and love on these precious children. Why? Why would I be telling you this? Well, if you go to Matthew 25, starting at verse 25, I'm sorry, not 25. Let's go to 35. No, 31. Matthew 25 and 31. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all of the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. And then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you as a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick? or in prison and go visit you and the king will reply truly i tell you whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine you did for me why would they ask why would the righteous ask that question lord when did we i'll tell you it's because of splag it's because of splag because they saw and then they felt they were moved with compassion and they acted because they were moved in compassion. They were moved in what the very core of love and pity and compassion is, right? They yearned to do something. They had sympathy, they had pity, and they couldn't help but act. They couldn't help but move. They couldn't help but do something to help why because god is love and whoever does not love their brother or sister cannot love god because how can you love god whom you have not seen if you do not love your brother and sister who you have seen and so these people the righteous what verse 37 calls them are not even aware of that all the times that they've done it because lord when did we see you hungry and feed you when did we when did we why would they not know because they aren't keeping account yeah. of it because they aren't keeping account of it it's not something like a hashtag it's not like a checkbox it's not something that they did a, a freaking hunger drive to take care of it's not something they did they did a fundraiser yeah. for it's not something that they that they made some extra special thing to do. They just acted out of compassion. They just did it. They just did it because they were moved by the spirit of God. What I am offering you all who are listening is a chance, an opportunity. That's what this is. This is an opportunity 
to be moved by the Spirit of God on somebody else's behalf, not to check a box, not to get any kind of credit, not because you want recognition. Because guess what? It's not about us. It's about what the Spirit of God is doing in a group of believers tens of thousands of miles across the other side of the world. It's what the Lord is doing in this tiny little village. And guess what? This is just one of millions of villages with three people. This is just one of many billions of believers across the world who need help and prayer and love. And they need the rest of the world's believers to reach out to them and let them know, hey, I see you. I see what you're going through. And guess what? The Lord has moved on my heart to do something, not so that I can get any credit or recognition, but so that the Lord can be good to you. Like, let me, I want to bless you for the Lord's glory. And that's what this is about, guys, because Dennis Mena is not trying to get any kind of recognition for himself. He's just trying to feed these kids. He's just trying to clothe these kids. He's just trying to get these kids medicine for each and the, and the truth is he is living by faith because he and his family cannot afford to feed all these people. He took them in no. on faith that God would provide. And and if that isn't faith, I don't know what the hell else is. They cannot right. You know what he told me one alone. time, Vinny? You know what he told me one time, Vinny? He told me one time when we were talking, this was last year or the year before, he said, this is my week to fast. (laughs) I said, what are you talking about? He says, the adults are taking turns fasting for the week so that the kids have food. They are literally taking food out of their own mouths to feed these children. You know what? I don't remember what scripture it is, but you're not supposed to shout about your own fast. We're going to shout about it. They are sacrificing. They are sacrificing. I don't even know this, John. Their own meals so the kids can have more. Uh, he, he didn't ask me to no. say, I don't want anyone to no, think I've he never heard to it. share this because he didn't. I am sharing this because I want everyone to understand the gravity, yeah. the real, raw yeah. religion that is occurring right now in the jungles yeah. of Kenya, in the town of Ogambo. Yeah. Ogambo. I want people to understand that the gospel of Jesus Christ is moving people in other parts of the world to do yeah. selfless things that people in America would not even fathom. Yeah. Would not even fathom. We cannot understand the depths of love that these folks are yeah. moved to on behalf of children yeah. who are suffering. And we don't give a flip, most of us. Like, and it's and, and that's the thing. I want people to realize that the gospel of Jesus Christ is real, yeah. is real. And there are people who are really living it. I've met really them. living it. And I'm asking yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. You literally spent. You literally spent almost a week, and I see, I see. You don't want people to know this, but you're literally having a hard time not tearing up right now. I'm seeing you on video, and you're feeling this, aren't you, man? I mean, because I saw it, because I saw it firsthand. Yeah. It's like again, I just learned now. Like they go without food so the kids can eat. You know. And, and, and like I said yeah. before, they, it, it is impossible, uh, even if they did have jobs, it is impossible to feed 40 people. It, it's impossible. impossible. And they're doing an impossible thing because God said to do it. Sim- simple as that. Yeah. And that's the kind of ground that I want to sow into. That's the kind of Christian that I want to support. I mean, I want to I want to support everyone, but the Lord has called me specifically and you specifically and a lot of other church alivers and people that we know from other churches. A lot of us have been called to specifically give to this ministry um, because it's what God wants to do in his body. He wants. Yeah. And it is a ministry. Like, yeah, they're teaching these kids every day, every night about the Lord. They're sending them to school. Uh, I want to add that a lot of the contributions of the people who gave went towards shoes for the kids and school uniforms and masks, all of which they need to be able to attend school. They weren't in school uh, because they didn't have those things, and now they are. And correct me if I'm wrong. They have to pay for school, right? I don't I don't recall whether it was a public or a private. Yeah. Okay. But I do know that they have to pay for a lot of oh, stuff yeah. out of pocket like oh, yeah. uniforms. Oh yeah. And and, and yeah. school supplies. They still need more money for school books. A lot of them don't have books, pencils, things like that. Most of the money that was donated went to food and the uniforms so they can at least go to school with something in their belly. Because, and, and that right there, that right there, see, we don't know what real hunger is here. Yeah. We don't. I remember one time years ago, this was years ago, uh, the pastor at a church that I was at called for a Daniel fast. I flipped my lid, dude. I so complained. I was oh, I was like, oh God, I want to do this. Oh, oh, what do you mean I can't have meat for a month? What do you mean I can't have <laughs> cheese? I mean, I made, I made Jen's life miserable. My wife, my poor wife, she was she was not happy with me that month because I was I was suffering, man. Like I thought, I thought I was suffering, and and at the end of it, I was like, woo. Hallelujah! I can have I can have brisket again, <laughs> yay! And then, little did I know how humbling it was going to be later in life when the Lord hooks me up with these beautiful yeah. people from yeah. the ocean in the family of believers. I thought I knew hunger. I yeah, they go five plus days. Uh, without any food and when they are low on food it's one meal a day or 
every other day when I was there. It showed me so much honor. It was three meals a day and they would not stop feeding me like their beef stew. They killed a chicken for me. We had chicken stew. They had these delicious little peppers that they would put on stuff. Um, they had corn mash, like a maize, which you would pick the food up with. Uh, really good tea. Just like they treated me better than they treat themselves, honestly, because I know they don't eat like that all the time. So let me tell you what my dream is. This is a dream I've shared with Dennis Mayna. I'll, I'll share it with you. I'm going to share it with everyone who's listening. My dream for this group of believers is to have every need addressed, taken care of, to where they don't have to worry. Because what does the Bible say? Do not worry about what you shall eat, mm-hmm. what you shall wear. Clothes yeah. on your back. For the Lord, the Lord knows you need these things and will have them provided. Like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. What I would like, what my dream is for this group, because there are billions of people around the world in need, and there are millions of villages with hungry people, but these ones are the ones that the Lord has called me to. Yep. And you, and these ones are the ones that the Lord divinely connected us to. And they are the ones that I have relationship with. And so these are the ones that I'm going to be praying for and believing for. So my dream for them is to have a property big enough to where if more children are dumped, they can, they can easily care for them to where if there is a dry season, their yeah. well, their professionally dug and filtered yeah. well will have enough water to where it yeah. will not run dry. So a clean well with water yeah. that will not run dry, right? With a building big enough to house all of these kids and more with a clothing closet big enough to clothe yes. all the kids to where there is not such a thing mm-hmm. anymore in their village of a child that doesn't have pants yeah. or shoes yeah. or underwear yeah. or a t-shirt or a hat or a jacket when it's raining and they're cold to where they, they have blankets aplenty, bedding aplenty, soap, all the things that we take for granted that we can all go to the dollar store for, they don't no. have a dollar store there. No. They don't have that stuff there. You know what they have? You know what they have there, guys? They have us. And they they have stores an hour away that require finances that their entire village doesn't have because they're yep. just trying to live. Yep. They're just trying to survive. This isn't a savior complex. This is, are you going to be moved by the gospel? And are you going to open up your heart to the possibility of helping someone who you're never going to get credit for, except in heaven? See, because you're building up treasure in heaven. You're building up treasure in heaven. You are becoming 
the righteous that God talks about in Matthew 25 when he says, come on in to your inheritance, the kingdom of God, which has been prepared for you before the foundations of the earth. Come on in. This is what you've inherited. Why? Because you built up treasures in heaven. How? By being able to be moved yeah. by the spirit of God. And, and guys, guys, like, look, the, they are going to be good because even if they die, their, their, man, their place is assured. Their place is assured. How lovely are the feet of those who do good work? How beautiful, and I'm almost tearing up, how beautiful and how lovely are the feet of those that do good work and I cannot imagine a work gooder than what they're doing over there right now with these kids. Because, guys, look, in the United States, we have struggles. We have trials. We have tribulations. We have rough things. And a lot of stuff happened in 2020 that wasn't good. But you know what? Most of us won't die from easily treatable maladies. Most of us, if we get AIDS, we have medication that we can get. That will make yeah. it to where we can just live with it. And it'll be like I heard Chris Rock used to joke. Chris Rock had this joke 20 years ago about how they'll never cure AIDS, but they'll make it to where they you can treat it so that they, you'll get to a point where someone will be like, man, I don't feel good today. My AIDS is acting up. You know, when the weather it's like this, my AIDS just pops up. And people joke about just, right, because it's in the medicine. It's in the treatment, right? We have that yep. now. We have it now. Yep. We have it. To where you can have HIV and AIDS for the rest of your life and have treatment and be okay. Yep. It, it's a thing, right? We will, we won't, we won't suffer and die from from easily treatable things. We won't starve to death. We we right? There's suffering and there's hardship, but look, not like not like the rest of the world. And the kingdom of God is bigger yep. than America's borders. The kingdom of God nope. has no borders. Tell me, did they love on you like you were their brother when you were? They there? loved on me like I was a celebrity. <laughs> yeah. And and let me and I'm just guessing, they ministered to you. I got more than you. Not no, I mean, aside from the like the words, the prophetic words, the encouragement that was amazing, but just being with the kids and talking to the leaders that that ministered to me the most like playing with them playing yeah. with them uh having them chase me around the, the the hut singing songs learning songs playing football that those those times ministered to me more than more than anything in the world yeah. 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 And you know why? Hmm. You want to know why? Because that is a ministry. Yeah. Their life is a ministry. And so everything they do ministers. Cooking a meal is worship. Yeah. And you do it in the name of the Lord. Playing football is worship when you do yeah. it in the name of the Lord. 
like like it's not just about the building guys it's about so much more than the building I, I mean i've never seen i've never in my life been this moved and no. i know you haven't man yeah yeah like how beautiful of a time i i just am so glad you got to go and i am going again soon I want to go once a year, Lord willing, take a group, take you with me at least one time every yeah. 12 months, at least once a year. I don't think, I don't think I'm going to let them kids go. I yeah. think I'm just going to have one in each arm and just hug them and just be like, I love you all. Like I finally get to see you. Like even the big, even the big cranky ones. Even the big cranky ones. I'm gonna be like, come here. I'm gonna <laughs> hug you and be like, let me go, let me go, let me yeah. go. I'm gonna be like, yeah. no, I'm not gonna let you go. Come here. <laughs> I I have no doubt in my mind uh, that you are gonna be blessed beyond measure when you go. And I hope, it's my sincere hope that not only will I be blessed, but it's my sincere hope that in the months to come and in the years to come that their situation improves exponentially, exponentially. So what I'm going to ask for, for you all to do, you listeners who are still here because we're at an hour nine of the podcast now, uh, I would ask that you find Pure Religion Children's Home on Facebook. I would ask that you find Dennis Mena on Facebook. Add them, follow them, yeah. pray over them, and ask the Lord what you yeah. can do for them. Find me or Vinny on Facebook. We posted the link to the GoFundMe many, yeah. many, many times. If you want to give direct, Reach out to Dennis Mena. Maybe start a digital wallet. Start sending money yourself. Again, be led by the Lord. Be led by the Lord. Realize you're not doing this for yourself. You're doing it for some people you might never meet. But you're doing it on behalf of, yeah. of the Spirit of God. You're doing it so that world, like in John 17, so that the world will know yeah. that God is real. Why? Because of the love and the unity that we have That's amongst it. ourselves. So that the world knows That's that it. God is real. That's it. God is real. And you can't tell me that if, that when yeah. they get their building, I'm going to say when, when they get their property, when they get their well, their professionally dug, concreted, filtered well, to where they can just drink water out of it with their hands. When, when, when they get all this, the big building, you can't tell me when they get the food, the food closet and the clothing closet, you can't tell me that they aren't going to increase yeah. their giving. You can't tell me that they aren't going to be like, you know what? We have too much space to, yeah. not, to not help more people. That's the thing, because you can't outgive God. You can't outgive God. And you can't, you can't have there's no such thing as compassion wasted 
There's no such yeah. thing as compassion wasted. Oh, but what if they don't do such and such? No, 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 no. There's no such thing nope. as compassion wasted. You give unto the glory of God. You give unto the Lord when you do these things. You're not doing it for people. You're not doing it for recognition. You're doing it because you love God and you are allowing yourself to be moved by the spirit of God so that you can do what he says, which is always a good thing for you and the other person. And then you'll be end up, you'll end up being counted as, a, 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 as righteous and good things will happen to many people. And your heart will get nice and squishy and soft. The Lord can really pump your heart. Just really like just start beating your heart. And you're going to be like, oh my God. Like, And you'll find yourself weeping over someone you've never met. And thanking God for the opportunity to know them and love them. That's what this is about. That's yeah. what this is about. This is about the gospel, guys. This is about the gospel. So... I think, what you think, man? You want to lead us? 100%, yes. And then we'll, we'll stick a fork in it? Yes. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God, we just lift up every person under the sound of my voice. God, I thank you that you are moving them in compassion, God. That whatever it is, whether it's giving to their local church, whether it's donating to pure religion, God, that you are leading them by your love, by pure and undefiled religion before you, God. I thank you, God, uh, for Pastor Dennis and Miss Lydia. God, I just lift up pure religion children home in Jesus' name. I thank you that you supply all of their needs according to your riches and glory. I think that they have all things that they need that pertain unto life and godliness. I say thank you that pressed down, shaken together, running over, will men and women give unto their bosom, God. I thank you for the kingdom of heaven that is being advanced, God, in the town of Kisi, in the village of Ogembo, in the country of Kenya, in the continent of Africa. God, in your kingdom on this planet, I thank you, God, that the love that you have for those kids is being made manifest right now through the love that you're pouring out of people in California, of people in Nevada, that we have an opportunity now to be your hands and feet, to literally be your love for your kids, God. God, I thank you for my brother, John. I thank you for providing for every need that comes across his path, God, as he obeys you for taking him higher and higher. God, I thank you that you have brought us together, that you have brought us together. You have brought the children in Kenya together with us for your purpose, for your kingdom, for your will on earth in Kenya in California, in Nevada, just like it is in heaven. We thank you for your will, for your glory, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Oh, man. i tell you what. I'm... Yeah, I feel like I want to cry. I feel like I want to buy another <laughs> ticket. It's a good thing. It's a good I want to go back. 
Yeah. Uh, hey, you know what I was thinking? I was looking up, this is uh, not related to anything, but Jen and I were looking at uh, what it takes to adopt yeah. a child from Kenya. And this is kind of a wild statement. Uh, you have to live there for at least three months before they will yep. consider you to adopt one of their kids from there. So it was like, huh. Well, a, a, visa, a visa lasts three months. <laughs> So That's there you go. Interesting, interesting tidbit. You know, but uh, yeah, no, I was just, yeah, no, I don't know what the Lord, I don't know why I said that. I don't know what He's going to do with that. But okay, let's stick a fork in it. You guys know the drill. We already said it at the top of the show. Contact us at the Vinnie and John Show at zohomail.com. Find us on Facebook at the Vinnie and John Show. Message Vinnie Montano or myself, Jonathan Lamson. Yep, Vincent and, Montano. Uh, Facebook. Yeah, we love y'all. Please. Please. Vincent Montano. Sorry. I call him Vinny. Vincent. Vincent. No, I no. like Vinny. No, I, no, I, just, I just said that so people can contact me. I hate it as much as you do. But it's your name. I'm just kidding. I love my name. I'm, I'm, <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All love right, y'all. Have a 